overwhelmed, Bretto. It is perhaps the number one challenge our Wellness Couch listeners face. It's also the number one reason why many listeners can't get to our live events. Well, we have listened to our listeners and we are putting on our first online event, Release Your Overwhelm. So exciting, MP. Put Saturday, November 23 in the calendar. Log in from your phone or your TV or your laptop anywhere in the world and tune in to... Kim Morrison. Brett Hill. Marcus Pierce, Wendy Stewart. And Jason Witten. Release your overwhelm about time, relationships, money, your body, and most importantly, you. Access is just $10 and available at releaseyouroverwhelm.com. Book in now at releaseyouroverwhelm.com. TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast, featuring actionable tips from real people with real stories about real food. This show is presented by Primal Health Coach Helen Marshall, who empowers other paleo-loving, thermomix-owning mums to start a sustainable, faff-free business of their own with the Primalista License. The Primalista License brings Primal Alternatives to the foods we love to our communities, making Primal Living more doable with less falling off the wagon. The Primalista License is available at www.primalalternative.com. And now, introducing your host, Helen Marshall. Welcome to the Primal Alternative Podcast. This is episode 70. And today I'm joined by Frankie Bell, who is the Managing Director of Additive Free Kids. She is a food coach, a mentor, and is one of Australia's leading activists against additives in foods. Now, she is a mum to five boys, and two of them are twins, Yo. and has personal experience working through the damaging effects of additives to resolve the multiple health issues and behavioral problems in her own children. It became Frankie's purpose to help other families achieve the same improvements for their families. And they've been additive-free now for over 10 years, quite effortlessly and easily without any deprivation. Now, these changes, as with any dietary changes, can be overwhelming, especially for time-poor parents. And Frankie's done all the hard work for families to ensure that they have access to additive-free food anytime, anywhere. Additive-free kids specializes in assisting families to live healthy lives free from additives. Now you can keep up with Frankie on Facebook under Additive Free Kids and Instagram. And the website address is additivefreekids.com.au. And there's also a marketplace where you can find products that um, Frankie has thoroughly researched and that have been given the Additive Free Kids tick of approval. Um, so the marketplace address is additivefreemarketplace.com.au uh, and you'll find Primal Alternative products on there, which is such a huge honor and a privilege to get the Additive Free Marketplace tick. So definitely go and, and check it out there. Now, before we dive into the show, I just wanted to mention a little bit about the Primalista license because if you are like Frankie and I who have been on a health journey and found out some kind of a secret and the truth about food, I just to go, oh my goodness, I didn't realize. Um, you know, I thought I was doing well and there's so much I had to learn. And once you know what you know, you can't unknow it anymore, right? But if you've got this burning desire or you feel compelled to want to reach out and help other people, why not check out the Primalista license. So Primal Alternative is a grain-free food company and we produce a low-carb, vegan, we've got low-carb and vegan options and additive-free options to breads, cookies, pizza bases, jellies, pastries and wraps, which pretty much covers most of the foods that we all crave and go crazy without. Um, we have been going for about three years, nearly three years, um, as a business license. So uh, I tested the model for 18 months down here in Albany, WA. That's where, I, where I'm coming to you from. 
And the feedback that I got from my uh, customers was that these foods just made life so much easier. Uh, it just was pretty life-changing to be able to have toast and pizzas and still be grain-free and dairy-free and egg-free and cl- you know, clean living, additive-free, whatever your version of clean living looks like, we've got something that will tick your box, essentially. So um, I just felt compelled to, sh- to spread this business model because I knew there's other women out there that had this burning desire to help other people. So instead of having to reinvent the wheel, what people do, what primalistas do is they buy the Primalista license, which gives them the recipes and resources to start their own business from home or a commercial kitchen if they want to, where they can then go out and sell the Primal Alternative range to um, their farmer's markets, their um, local IGAs, health food shops, cafes, just all of those places where um, busy, time-poor people on a health journey frequent and just they can have that convenience without compromise, which is really uh, something I'm super, super passionate about. Now, uh, Joe Whitten from Quirky Cooking is so in love with what we're doing at Primal Alternative that we are the exclusive producers of their grain-free pastry. So that means tarts, pies, sausage rolls, anything you think that does really well as naan breads. Anything um, that you can think of to do with pastry, you can do with this amazing ready-made pastry. It's so good. And we also make their macadamia and currant shortbread, which is so good. So just, there's no deprivation when you eat this way. It's so delicious. Pete Evans loves what we do. And we are so honored to bring to you his no-nut hemp bread and no-nut hemp wraps, both of which are lunchbox friendly. So without any further ado, let's have a chat to Frankie. Oh, I will say, if you want to find out more about Primal Alternative, check out our full range, suss out the Primalista license and visit our online shop where all of our products are for sale, please head to primalalternative.com. Now let's get talking to Frankie. Welcome to the show, Frankie. It's really cool to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. It's really cool to hang out with another fellow WA lass and I can't wait to get stuck into your story and how Additive Free Kids came to be. But before we get there, tell us what you had for breakfast, Frankie. So nothing really exciting. Um, What I had for breakfast this morning was a smoothie. So we have on constant rotation with the boys one of them making a smoothie for all of us in the morning and it may be a banana or a raspberry smoothie and it's normally got a base of you know organic cashews and chia seeds some some superfood powders um so it's pretty simple really but really filling for the boys lasts them for hours and hours and hours and really quick and easy to prepare for all of us in the morning that's what you want isn't it filling quick and something that the kids are going to like yeah. So that smoothie sounds like it ticks all the boxes and it sounds very nice as well, especially now we're getting a little bit warmer and edging into spring uh, and summer. That's it, right. Smoothies are really awesome. I love that. I love that too. We, that, um, I was at Pilates, but my kids had a smoothie this morning because Mike always makes double. So I could see they'd had a very similar sort of yep. cash, those cashews in there, avocado, um, what else, berries, berries. Uh, water. I need to slide some avo in there. I think that's a good idea. It, it doesn't taste of anything and it just makes it, I was like a bit reluctant at first, but it just makes it really thick. It's yum. Yeah. Mm, it's like a, it's yeah. so good for them. So good, for, so good for them. I know like there's no way my 12 year old would eat avocado, but he eats it every day in his smoothie. <laughs> <laughs> Got it into ya. <laughs> oh, and gelatin. We put um, collagen to some of the grass ah, cool. in there as well. Yeah. So it's a good, it's a bit of a try yep of all the good things for breakfast so yeah i love a smoothie that gets a good tick so frankie tell us tell us your story and how you got involved with the additive free journey so my story started so my story actually went back before i had kids and i actually had um lots of little niggles and health ailments like um 
I had hives and asthma and those types of things. And I wasn't your typical asthmatic. I was um, what the doctors referred to as seasonal. And, you know, so no one could quite explain, you know, the reasons why I had it or anything like that. But it ran in the family, so I just accepted that that was, you know, what we had. It wasn't until later on that I, you know, married and we started having kids. And my eldest one started having some asthmatic symptoms around the age of two. And it was really, you know, concerning, obviously, as a parent to watch your child go through this and obviously not having, he hadn't experienced those symptoms in the first two years. And so it kind of coincided, you know, and I find this happens a lot with the clients, you know, at the age of two, kids start getting into more of your packaged foods or those types of things. But really the, the big opening, you know, my eyes being opened for the first time was we went down, uh, we were just heading out one day on the weekend and I threw a box of um, the highly ultra-processed snacks into, into my bag just in case we were delayed and he would have something to nibble on. He actually ate the whole entire box while we were there that day mm-hmm. and when we got home that night, he had changed into this completely different child. So, you know, now that I've had five kids, I now know what normal kids are like and tantrums and those types of things. But my first was really even keeled and he didn't have any of those. So watching his behavior was, you know, a mammoth transformation for him. That was nothing like what he was used to. And when you're looking at him, like his eyes, he was, it was like he was um, completely vacant. Like, you know, it looked like he was drugged, just not, not there at all. Um, so, you know, that was obviously very weird and, you know, it's just like how is, how is this possible to have such a complete and utter change within a matter of hours? Could it be something that he ate? Um, I'd heard someone mention to me in the past, you know, there was a connection between food and mood and, you know, maybe, maybe there was a link. So I went and started investigating um, and, well, the first instance was to grab that packet and I looked at the back of the ingredients and was going oh my goodness I have no idea what all these ingredients are I've got no idea you know that they're not food you know and that was the very first instance for me that wow this food can have such a huge impact um over time you know so there's quite a lot of trials and tribulations in terms of you know getting them out of our diet and Um, you know, kids, because at that time I was working corporate and the kids were in daycare and, you know, dealing with daycare, feeding them additives and impact. So, you know, it was a lot of trial and error. But it wasn't until, well, probably with my third, I think, I was just becoming so irrationally passionate about this topic going, you know, I just feel that we are being completely duped. I trusted the government to protect us in terms of, you know, what's on the supermarket shelves should be good for us. Um, And when I started to investigate it more and I learnt more about these additives and learnt, you know, that they're not tested in combination, they're not, they're they're approved for adults' body mass. I was just like, this is just so wrong and people don't know about this. I've got to do something in this space. Um, But I I didn't quite know exactly what and I'd put feelers out and it was, you know, contacting other people in the industry to see how I could help. Anyway, the universe stepped in not long after and a friend told me that there was this business for sale called Additive Free Kids. And I was very happy in my corporate job. Um, and I was like, what am I going to do with the business? I'm, I, don't, I don't need to go in, into my own business or anything like that. But then I just kept thinking about it. She's like, no, this is such a big issue. What's more important than our kids' health? Let's, let's give it a go. Um, what's there to lose, you know, let's see what we can do. So that was the the beginning of the Additive Free Kids journey um, and hopping into that space and it's been quite the journey since. Wow, like, wow, there's so much in there, Frankie, and you just make it sound so easy, you know, like, I just, yeah, just left my corporate job and just, yeah, just bought this business and and now you're, like, just doing such amazing things. you know, in the world and, and making life easier for other people. But I know exactly what you mean. And I think that, um, that just that feeling of being duped when you look at, I mean, like, mm. I just didn't, I just didn't know, like the same as you. I had no so idea. So many people don't. Yep. Yeah. And, and really, 
this is the first generation where we've had to say, well, this isn't actually food. This is just something that's processed in a laboratory to, to just hit that sweet spot where you just can't stop eating it and you buy more. It's, um, exactly. All for to find at this point. Yeah. And, and it's not nourishing for you at all. And yeah, and actually these big food companies don't care about your health. <laughs> it's like, whereas before, like when we go even just a couple of generations back, where we go back to you know, like our grand, grandma's um, era of yep. you buy your, your meat from the butchers, it would be grass-fed, you'd buy your vegetables from the greengrocers, they would be spray-free. You would exactly. Make th- even if you were making things with gluten in, uh, you know, it was a different kind of, of wheat back then. It wasn't quite exactly modified. It wasn't so you know, sprayed with chemicals. Sprayed. Yeah. yeah. And I think that if anyone's listening to this and thinking, oh, my goodness, I, you know, I've been there as well, then it's, it's not our fault because it's been really well, all that food and the convenience and the fun and, like, the, you know, the, the flavours dance on the biscuits, you know, and all <laughs> this sort of stuff that just makes kids, That's right. makes adults want it. I, it's not our fault, is it, that we wanted to get it? No, and I felt... And I felt at the time when I first, you know, found out about all this, I felt so much guilt that I had Mm. given this to my kids. But, you know, how are we supposed to suspect otherwise? You know, we are are in this environment and we assume that the appropriate testing is being done to be allowed on our our supermarket shelves. So, you know, all I, I always keep saying, you know, don't, if there's, you know, people listening that are feeling guilty, you know, just, you know, when you know better, you do better. You know, just exactly. put it aside. You can't do anything. Yeah. Exactly. And in a way, even though it was obviously horrendous to see your boy in that state, um, it's almost kind of a blessing that you ate the whole packet and you got to really put two and two together and then totally started totally. this passion. And like you said, this irrational desire to, to go out and help others. So can, can we just sort of um, tell us a little bit about your corporate career so what what did you do pre-entrepreneurial days <laughs> so, so um originally i started off as a chartered accountant in a big four accounting firm so i started there as an auditor um the, my career kind of progressed into commerce later on and kind of um mergers and acquisitions accounting so a little bit different to the world i'm living in now mm-hmm. but the the skills that I had in terms of being a chartered accountant has been so valuable in terms of the work that I do now. You know, in terms of being able to have that diligence in researching and understanding ingredients and or what, whatever the subject is, but it's that process of following through to the nth degree and not being fobbed off by your top executives or, you know, you always following it through and never giving up to get to the truth to get to the bottom of something so even though at that you know my corporate you know career that was all financial based um it's very transferable to ingredients so all those skills um and also the values you know in terms of you know how um we were trained you know all the integrity and the trust and responsibility those are those are ingrained in me and part of me and they come through in terms of the work that you know, I undertake on behalf of the community. So, yeah, I've, I've felt that it's a unique combination to have, you know, obviously my kids that have been through this and to then be able to put the pieces together and see the patterns yeah. because that's really, you know, that was really the hardest part and that's why a lot of people struggle with with identifying there are problems with additives because some of those additives may not display as a problem for 12, 24, 48 hours after you've ingested. So lots of people can't necessarily find that direct link and never know to, you know, remove that particular food and, you know, there was a lot of issues. So it wasn't, you know, yeah, so it wasn't until I had done that for my kids that I then realised that all those little niggles that I had, you know, earlier that I mentioned before, mm. all of those disappeared. So, you know, it was just like, wow, this stuff is just amazing. You know, so many people need to know about this. Yes. yes. And that's your drive to go and, and do it. So tell us a little bit about how you transition. So going from eating, you know, highly processed snacks to um, mm-hmm. how you are now, what, what did that journey look like? And I'd love it if you could share um, some of the speed bumps along the way and what your, <laughs> what your um, 
family's diet looks like now? So in the beginning, obviously there was a lot of focus on trying to remove a lot of the highly processed options. Um, and so I'd get to a point where, okay, I've, you know, I've taken out, for example, the big ticket items, your MSG or your preservatives, you know, I've got this sorted, I've got this sussed. And then I would try something else, a different product. I'd be like, but there was nothing in, nothing in that that just said that it was, um, you know, that it had additives in there. And so for me, that was just this constant process of learning and going and learning the, the tricks that manufacturers use, um, the labeling loopholes that they use or their tactics. So through, so that was a constant reiteration process in terms of understanding, um, understanding that but obviously you know coupled with that moving to you know whole foods and you know my my heritage is Italian so you know I've got lots of cooking skills in the family and you know we've always cooked a lot from scratch but it was going it was kind of like you know I want I want to be able to balance this I want to be able to cook from scratch but I also sometimes need the convenience you know especially as we've had more kids you know there's been less less time and you really need that convenience so um so generally speaking for us you know we have a whole food diet and I make a lot of it from scratch a lot of the time because we're such a large family it's you know for me it's an easier way to keep costs down as well but I do like to be able to balance that with convenient options that are additive free that I can just keep in the pantry you know if I'm short of time or, you know, whatever the circumstance that I can rely on those. So I know that everyone, you know, is in the same position. Everyone's time poor and we want to be able to balance it. You can't always cook everything from scratch all the time. Um, so in terms of our diet now, it's a very whole food-based diet. Um, you know, as I mentioned, you know, our smoothies, our you know, in terms of kids for lunches, you know, they get a lot of leftovers. So when I'm cooking, I'm doing a lot of bulk cooking. I make my time in the kitchen count and I might do a double, triple batch or whatever. Um, some might go to the freezer, but a lot end up in school lunches. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it's very, and, you know, for snacks, you know, they might have your fruits. We might have made something, but it's all very simple food. It's not anything fancy. Mm -hmm. Um and I think that's what, you know, is what is really important that we're going back to our basics, you know. We're not, we don't need to have all these fancy options. We don't need to have our bento boxes, you know. It's just, we just need simple, real food. <laughs> Yay! Thank goodness somebody said we don't need those fancy <laughs> bento boxes with like... <laughs> oh, I know. I know I'm not necessarily popular in my view on that, but I don't, I don't have, with five kids, I don't have time to make bento boxes. Like it's, you know, and I know five of them. I could teach them <laughs> and I know that I could teach them and I, you know, there's some awesome, you know, and I've got some gorgeous friends that teach you how to do it. But for me, what is quickest and easiest is me batch cooking and putting it in thermosters for the kids to take to school. And they're happy because they want and the reason why I do that is also based on their feedback is that as quickly as possible. So whilst they would love the options in a bento box, we keep that for at home on the weekend when we've got lots of time and we can be grazing more and, you know, there's no rush. Um, but, you know, I don't, I don't know if it's because they're boys or if it's just because they're kids, but, you know, they want to be maximising their time in the playground rather than it's eating. So, you know, as much as... That's true. If yeah. I, That's really true. It, and I, I think really true. Yeah, like I made a couple of errors of, you know, chopping up loads of little vegetable sticks and having some dip and, like, you know, my son Sam, that literally, he's, he's 12 now, um, but he just wants to scoff and then go off and play. Yeah. You know, that's that they're eating exactly. in playtime. So they just want this over and done with. So... Yeah, he's a big one for yeah. leftovers, like leftover chili, leftover curry. And then on the yep. other days when yep. we don't have any leftovers because we've eaten it all for dinner and like he likes yep. yeah, your deli meats, like your, your nice clean ones. They can just like scoff, be full um, and away yep. and play, which is what they want to do, isn't it? So it keeps everyone happy. I'm happy that they're getting a really good full meal. Um, they're full. They're, you know, they're getting their nutrients. Um and it's quick and easy for me. So, you know, 
<laughs> preparing five lunch boxes in the morning. You know, people will ask me all the time, well, how do you do it? It's really simple. Okay, yeah, well, that's it's it. Like keep, keeping it simple means it's something you can keep doing. If you make it too hard, you're just going to fall over by Wednesday and go, screw it, Here, go and get a lunch order. I've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you've got to make it simple. You've got to make it simple. So you, when you mentioned the cleanup, and I, I am sort of focusing on this a little bit because I know people will be listening to this going, what did you do? What can I do? What can I do? So you've mentioned removing preservatives and MSG. Um, what else would you recommend would be like in your first things to address if you're looking to do a bit of a um, additive cleanup? So if you've got processed products in your pantry, then I'd be looking for, there's normally five that I normally say. So your preservatives, your 200 numbers, antioxidants, 300 numbers, um, MSG and flavour enhancers, your 600 numbers. Um, artificial sweeteners, 900 numbers, um, and, and all flavours I recommend avoiding. So if I was going to say, you know, just get started, start having a look at it that you've got currently for those, um, obviously it's a lot more um, detailed, the path in terms of removing every single additive, but they're the particular ones. Yeah, awesome. Well, that sounds really, I mean, that's, easy isn't it you can just go and open up your pantry and have a bit of a pantry purge and um and see what's in there and, and it'll be like that that real aha moment that you had when you when your son ate the whole packet of the mm. convenience snacks um that you could but i say if if people if people are going to purge because i you know there are some people that just want to tackle it you know head on and just cull everything in their pantry Give it to someone else. Don't just throw it in the bin. There's a lot of people that just want to, you know, I'm very big on not wasting um, food. So, you know, you can pass it to someone else that may still want to eat it rather than it going into the bin wasted. Mm. I'll feed it to the chickens. But even then, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes if we've got something that... <laughs> but then you're going to eat this. I know, I know. They're like, oh, it's a bit dubious. I don't know if I want to... I don't know if I... I don't know if I want to give this to my to my friends. <laughs> yeah. You're eating the eggs, I don't know. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. It's a funny one. It's a funny one. So um, let's talk about some of the benefits of going additive-free. Like, um, can we resolve health and behavioral issues by ditching some of the additives? Totally. So there's a lot of... So in terms of health issues, there's a huge range of different things um, that we've experienced and obviously our community experience. Um, things from, obviously I've spoken about asthma and hives. Um, there's a huge range of different uh, rashes or eczema or dermatitis that can result as well. There's a lot of um, gastrointestinal, you know, your IBS type symptoms that result. Um, even, um, so let me just see if I've covered most of the health-related ones. I think I've missed a couple, but I'll come back. Um, in terms of behavioural, and there's also um, elements of Im impacting your learning and concentration, especially for kids in the classroom. Um, there's, there's starting to be a lot more links with um, depression and anxiety that I'm seeing comes through the... Um, the community at the moment, so uh, which doesn't surprise me, but because I've always focused on very young kids, now that we're seeing the kids transition into the teen years, it's like the symptoms kind of morph and change into different parts of the body. Um, so that's obviously when the kids are younger, we're seeing a lot more hyperactivity and your um, massive meltdowns and aggressive behaviour. Those are the types of um, behavioural things that, that we're seeing. So, you know, when, when, when I'm talking about those particular symptoms, you know, each one of those symptoms then has a massive impact on the family, right? So if you're just talking about the doctor's visits and the time off and then the medical bills that you, you know, or the chemist bills to treat every one of those symptoms, but then you've also got an impact in terms of relationships with with each other in the family, you know, you've got kids that are feeling grumpy or tired or stressed or they can't sleep or their legs are bleeding or, you know, that has a huge impact on the parents and their ability to sleep and to cope and the relationships with the kids. So it goes much deeper than just 
the you know the the surface level issue i find that when we've taken additives out so definitely for our family but with the clients as well we start you know a family has come to us with one particular problem for one child but it always happens that the whole entire family benefits Mm -hmm. um you know they might not necessarily necessarily have linked food to the little niggles and ailments that they had but then also the family relationship is so much better I've had clients say that you know I actually want to spend time with my kids now you know they're not these (laughs) um you know it's just transformational for the whole family yes yeah no I can totally relate I have a very similar um experience with my daughter and gluten um exactly the same completely different person you do you focus on other areas outside of additives, such as the gluten dairy? Because it's, or are you more because it's such a, yeah, it's such a large area. So what I normally recommend to people, because people that come to me are obviously focused on dairy and gluten as well, I normally recommend first getting rid of all the artificial stuff. So then you've got an idea of where you're sitting without all of that, and then to go into removing your dairy and your gluten after that, because. Because the additives are in just, you know, absolutely everything. It's not, often I think people think that additives are just in your junk food, but, you know, it's in all of our everyday food. So I think if you've taken that out, then you know exactly where you're sitting, what symptoms you've got left, if you've got any left, and then you can keep progressing into your gluten, your dairy, or your other intolerances. We've had an enormous amount of intolerances in our family. We've had to go through the whole list, but... I definitely recommend starting with the artificial stuff first. Yeah, and it's true, Frankie, isn't it? So people will probably think, oh, look, we eat really healthy. I make most of our food from scratch. Um, But I think that Mm -hmm. people would be quite uh, surprised where they would find additives. So um, like you just mentioned Mm -hmm. there, it's in our everyday food. So could you give us an example of what we might find in some everyday foods that we might not have been prepared for? Yeah, so I get that all the time. You know, I have clients that will say, gee, I really thought I was feeding my family healthy. And so when we actually go through everything that they're feeding them, it might be additives in the yogurt that the kids are having. It might be um, mum is making a bolognese from scratch, but she's using a stock or a stock powder or a, a a condiment that goes into like a a Worcestershire sauce or something like that that goes into the bolognese, which she's not realising that all of those things will have additives if you're not, you know, aware of them and choosing appropriately. So um, while most, <clears throat> while a lot of people think that they are, you know, cooking from scratch and doing the right thing, is there's so much more detail in terms of making sure that you've pulled them all out. Mm. And I know I remember feeling that real like frustration, like, like you mentioned at the beginning, I thought the government would look after us. I remember looking at my, you know, in, well, I would never eat it now, but like looking, I can't even believe I did eat it. But we'd make a beautiful roast beef dinner and then I'd get some, uh, you know. Um, gravy. Gravy. And OMG, <laughs> OMSG. There's yeah. just so much, yeah. so much crap in there. Yeah, that's, that's another perfect example. Um, yeah all the time so you've made this beautiful roast and we're going to go and serve it with a spoonful of msg all over it um so yeah all of those types of things which people just don't think you know um and it's not until you obviously have this massive pain point with your kids that you know it's hijacking your daily life that you will search to the nth degree to get rid of this stuff and then you realize how different your everyday life could be without it so and that's when you reach your inner readiness isn't it it's like yo this sounds this sounds a bit hard going through everything in the pantry and working out oh it's too tricky but when you get to that point you're like right this is crisis point something needs to change and and everyone everyone benefits in the family so it's definitely um it's definitely tough for the average consumer to be additive free on their own and that's why it's really helpful to get assistance from an independent party like additive free kids right so tell us a little bit about yeah. how um additive free kids can help us out on this re- like navigate this really tricky transition 
So one of the main things that, you know, my community had requested from me, so obviously there's coaching and mentoring available, but what the community really wanted was, and I heard time and time again, just tell me what to buy and where to buy it. I trust that you've done the research for me. I know the level of detail that you go to. Please just tell us what I can buy and where. So as a result of that feedback, I developed the Additive Free Marketplace. So that is a, um, a directory where you can go and search for particular food items um, or manufacturers where I've already done all the hard work for them. I've had the conversations with the manufacturers. We've gone through every single ingredient and all the detail below. So every product that you see on that marketplace has been reviewed for you. So that's, you know, that's still in in its infancy, but um, growing every day. And, you know, I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand the amount of work that goes behind just reviewing one product if you think about how many ingredients in that and the, the sub-ingredients or the compound ingredients. So each one of those products takes quite a bit of work to work through. So as time develops, we will um, build that up and keep people informed. Um, we have tried other alternatives um, trying to help the consumers. So whilst, whilst the Editor Free Marketplace is wonderful, um, I still get a lot of feedback from the community. I just want help in the supermarket. Um, you know, a, a lot of people are still buying in the supermarket. If you think about you know, the average consumer, they are seeing from your Woolies, Coles, Audi and IGAs. So we've tested a few different options um, in that field. We're still, still refining and trying to find the best one um, that works for all involved. So at this point in time, I'm trying to help the community by doing product reviews for them where we'll look, we've just done one recently for tomato sauce. Um, what are the community's favourite ones? I'll have a look at those ones and I will try and help you determine which ones are, you know, where do they sit on the scale? Are they ones that you should definitely avoid? Which ones are the best if you have different considerations, you know, cost or whatever, you know, trying to put them on a scale to help the community. So. Um, so that's a couple of ways and we've also got um, our community because the journey to additive free you know, is a hard one and can be quite isolating as well in terms of you know, people can think you're a freak going down this path. Um, so I developed <laughs> the community to, you know, to, to bring together like-minded people um, and they feel such a sense of relief you know, when they're in there and able to talk about all the you know, the things that you do, that you go through on this journey. So there are um, a few things. And then obviously I'm doing education to help um, people um, learn about it a bit more on their own. So that's, that's coming soon too. It's such a great contribution, Frankie, because, um, well, I know, like you, you've got that attention to detail coming from that, uh, you know, financial chartered accountant corporate background, but yeah. not everybody is got the inclination to go and research all these different products. And they're just like, just tell me what to eat. Just tell me what to eat and I'll make the changes. You <laughs> yeah. know, like, so it's of exactly. huge value um, what you're doing. And I saw your um, tomato sauce um, review on social media. And I was like, when you put them up, I was like, oh, Frankie's probably going to say we're not allowed to eat tomato sauce because it's probably really bad. <laughs> but then I loved how you like you brought the three best, you know, if you're going to have tomato sauce, this is the best version of tomato sauce to get. And I was like, oh, that just makes life so much easier. And I remember making that swap once um, with tomato sauce. I just thought, oh, we can't eat that anymore. And then I saw one of my favorite bloggers had a tomato sauce in her fridge. I was like, which one is it? And it was one of the ones in your top three. I was like, oh, yes. Oh, good. Uh, the Frankie tick of approval on the on the tomato sauce. <laughs> also, likewise, because Primal Alternative, some of the Primal Alternative products are on um, the Additive Free Kids website on the marketplace. I know that you and I have been talking for months about getting yep. our products on there, but the process to go through to get as a as a food producer to get my products on that site was so. Yep hard that I had to um call it to Kyra who is my details primalista like, <laughs> like proofread stuff and like the stuff that's too hard for me because I'm more like big picture creative visionary 
I'm like, yeah. can, you, can you take this and, and run with it? And, and she did. And now we're on there. Thank goodness. And what a great, what a, what a great combination. But I can attest to how, um, how thorough you are, Frankie. And, and that's great because you've done the hard work so we can just get on yep. with life, right? That's right. Yeah, it's not, it's not an easy process. And that's why, you know, that's why a lot of people don't do that. But, you know, I have a vested interest in, you know, making sure that there's additive options for my kids and the community. Um, so, and, you know, I actually really enjoy it, which sounds a bit nerdy, I suppose. But, you know, I do love the research and I love following down and, you know, I'm so excited when I find a product that meets all the criteria like yours, um, going, the community going to be so happy to see another product they can just go and buy and it's already done and it's got the tick, you know? Yes. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's, it really is. It's really, really so phenomenal. So I'd love to just pick your brains a little bit more because obviously you're a businesswoman, um, you've got five kids, so you know a thing or two about, you know, kids and parenting. <laughs> So when, you know, when we, we clean up our act and then we go to like, let's say, cause we've got, it, it's going to be a bit out of date when this is released, but we've got Halloween, right? Coming up in a couple of days. Oh mm. my goodness. Yep. There's like an additive, um, time to really freak out about. So what's your personal approach to events like that in the calendar and how do you navigate those? Are you like, no kids? You must stay inside and we'll celebrate by making a bento box because um, normally you do. <laughs> well, what do you do? What's yeah, that you? That would done really well. Um, so my, uh, my really big thing is, you know, going at it to free is making sure that kids don't feel like they miss out as much mm. as possible. Um, and I think that's been why we have been able to stay at it to free so long. When it comes, so Halloween is a really great example and I've actually um, done different things on different years. Um, the last year I actually let the kids do whatever they liked in terms of ate whatever they like. And it was very interesting. Obviously they had a huge range of symptoms as a result of eating the stuff that they did. Mm. But it was a fantastic educational opportunity to say to them, this is what you ingested, this is the symptoms, this is the outcome. So last year, I think I did a post on it, um, my elders actually had really severe asthmatic symptoms, which we hadn't had in over 10 years from being added to free. So it was a really good, well, whilst that, again, was extremely scary to go through, um, that is now forever imprinted for him to know, okay, um, that was too much. We've talked with talked with the kids all about their additive load. So generally speaking, if we can keep our load low most of the time or most of the week and allow something to crop up on a weekend, you know, because when you're out and about at this point in time, it's still really hard to find additive-free items and this yeah. is part of my mission to, you know, have additive-free anywhere, anytime. But um, I find that if we keep our load low, you know, most of the time that we're in control, then we're okay. But, you know, in that Halloween week last year, um, you know, they completely blew their loads and mm. suffered the consequences of that. So whilst it's painful to watch as a parent, it's also a really opportune moment for them, especially for my older two, you know, heading into teen years or ones already in teens, um, to, to know that it's not something that mum's making up. It's not something that she's doing you know, just because she's added to free kids. This is, this is actually mm. the real consequences of what happens to me when I ingest this. And I know, you know, as they're getting older, they're making their own decisions in terms of what they eat and what they don't eat. And for me, it's always been about connecting with them. How does the food make you feel? You know, mm. making that connection always. So now that they're navigating it themselves, they're like, I'm not going to touch that ever because that really makes me feel terrible. But I can have a tiny bit, bit of this and I'll still be okay. So in terms of Halloween, we are on where we live, we are on the main circuit for Halloween and there is lollies galore. Um, I've actually been grappling with the idea this year we might have, I don't know, 150, 200 kids that come through. Whoa. Um, so, yeah, like it's, it's – um, and I'm expecting this year it's going to be bigger um, – 
So, you know, I've in, in the past I've handed out different items. I've handed out you know, mandarins, drawn as um, jack-o'-lanterns or I've made homemade popcorn, caramel popcorn. This year I'm actually quite struggling with the, with the volume of numbers so I've still mm. got to think about what I'm going to do that still, um, you know, sits with my values. Um, <laughs> it still keeps kids happy too, you know, so it, it's a challenge for me. But the kids will have free reign again this year. Um, as another educational opportunity for them to link back, you know, how these, these foods are making them feel. Yeah. And I really think that um, having that knowing through, that it's almost like that experiential learning. It's like not we can't just mm. make mum said I can't have it. I remember um, when I was growing up, there was a family that they just didn't have sugar, like they weren't allowed sugar at all. And apart from when they went on holiday. And so this girl, I mean, she was only two. She was just eating sugar from the bowl, you know, for teas. And I just remember thinking, I was only young at that age. I was thinking, that's ridiculous. Like, that can't be good for you to just want to go. And and it's almost like whatever, it's human nature, right? If if someone says you can't have it, you want it more. And that that feeling of deprivation is just awful as a human. So... I really like your approach, Frankie, and I think when you've got younger kids, you can protect them a bit more and make it more fun. And have you can. But when they get older and there's that peer pressure, um, I think it can yep. be almost more damaging to be the weird kid that's not allowed to go trick or treating. And but like my yeah, my kids, exactly. my kids will be doing the same thing. They'll be in the biggest disgusting load of crap ever, and <laughs> I almost have to not look. You forget how how crap the crap oh is, God. you know, when you're not used to buying, yeah. you're like, oh, my God, can I just think, and do you, you know do. what's in this? And you just, you can't can I buy them off you and just throw them away? <laughs> oh, actually, I, I will say, sorry, I, I did forget to mention that. I did do that as well last year. Well, I kind of had that policy in place all the time um, that if the kids um, are offered something at school or wherever and they choose to say no, then they will get... Um, uh, something switched or you know we'll negotiate whatever it is but they they can they can get a reward for saying no to something so that mm. strategy has actually worked really well and even my son my second one he's he's nearly 12 um came home yesterday and said you know that he was actually offered um, a mcflurry by a teacher as a reward what? um and he actually chose to say no yeah, as uh, they, they, yeah. Anyway, they did a really well. They did a fantastic challenge um, with other inter-school um, participants, and he wanted to reward them with the McFlurry. And I've gone, oh, did you take it? And he's just like, no, I, I said I didn't feel like it. So we had a conversation about what he could exchange that for instead. Um, so it's rewarding that. Um, you know, he, he obviously could have taken it if he wanted to and then it was an educational opportunity. So it's just, you know, having those couple of tricks in place that they, are, they have the power to decide. I think the problems come when it's all control, you know, from mum. Yeah. Um, and, you know, as, as you say, you know, as the boys, uh, the older ones are getting older, it, it does completely transform. You know, I could protect the little ones for a very long time but you know now it's a process of letting them go and helping them along the journey when they're encountering their symptoms and you know educating them you know to linking that back to their food Mm. yeah absolutely no i i really agree with you on that one that's um really really helpful and very empowering as well for your 12 year old son there to like be a role model for his other peers in his class we don't have to take this reward just because it's from a teacher and and that it's a whole nother yeah. podcast frankie to talk about what oh, we are rewarding like it's you know like it, um one of my friends kirsty worth was telling me that um at netball yes. they don't they don't have uh oranges anymore because they're too sticky so now they just have oh. snakes for their half time don't get me started i yeah i wrote a blog on it actually because it was yeah <laughs> got me very angry um and, yeah. and, and then anyway, just, that is another whole podcast and it's it is it's like let's do another podcast but it's, it's like <laughs> what, what are we setting up in terms of reward systems so like every time we have an achievement in life that's just tr- setting up the um the neural pathways for rewarding with alcohol you know drugs exactly why not just say 
great job you guys did a really good job you know yeah wow (laughs) that makes me feel great when someone says that and that is enough you know and yeah anyway let's because we, we'll go down that rabbit hole and we'll be here for another three hours still talking about that. So let's, let's keep it on, keep it on, the, on track. So um, yep. I really wanted to pick your brains about that wasn't sort of on the schedule, but you know, you, you're navigating five kids um, and a business. Can you tell us a little bit about how you managed to keep all of that happening? Do you have any, do you have a set schedule? Do you have any rituals that keep you grounded and make sure you get all of your work done how do you manage to fit it all in I was thinking about that earlier today actually um by chance um I I am quite structured um but I think I've had to be in in terms of claiming time for me um so for example you know I'm up pretty early off to the gym before anyone gets up so you know I've taken care of you know my physical and mental well-being mm-hmm. um there's i i'm i'm a natural workaholic actually so my having the kids actually balances me out big time so i i make sure that my work hours are literally when the kids are at school and then when they're home there's no work um obviously there's times where things are a bit busier than others um where you have to do a bit more but so in terms of making sure that I've done my fitness for the day, I also do um, some journaling in the evening to keep me grounded. Um, I'm trying to focus on a lot more sleep at the moment. I've always operated on very little sleep um, and thought that's just how I am. But I'm actually training myself to sleep a lot more as well. So those few things together um, keep me pretty grounded. And also in terms of um, I know a lot of mums feel very stretched and I think we get caught up in doing a lot of or making sure that the kids have, uh, you know, all their activities to do after school or those types of things. And I don't know if it's because I have five kids, but for us that's not sustainable. So we keep things, you know, very simple. Um, again, as the food, you know, mm-hmm. our life is very simple. They, they don't get to do activities every day after school. Um, they get to run around in a hills environment with their mates, you know, biking down, you know, our trails, um, kind of like, you know, the, the childhood that we had growing up, much more, you know, um, back to basics, back to nature. Um, so, you know, that keeps them happy. That keeps me happy. It keeps everyone healthy. Um, so, and yeah, I don't know if there's anything else that I'd throw into there. No, I think you've shared some really good, yeah, good boundaries and um, some of your rituals that keep you sane. So no, that's that's really, really, really awesome. So I know you um, you bought Additive Free Kids as a company. So how long has it been uh, your company for now? So it's been about five years. Um, so I bought it when I was on maternity leave with the twins. So the first few years was, you know, doing, uh, again, you know, it's a, it was that balance thing. So whenever I had some free time, I was working on it. So really I haven't had, it's only been the last couple of years where the twins, the youngest ones have been at school that I now dedicate more time to the business. Mm, yeah, I understand. Yeah, absolutely. It's much easier when you do I haven't got even, I haven't even got I don't really understand how hard that was for you to try and run a business at the same time. So what you've done is amazing and what are the what are the plans for the future for additive free kids? What's your sort of your big dreams with the business? So there so my so my big vision is to have additive free anywhere, anytime. So what I'm looking into at the moment is ways of helping consumers um, at the point of purchase, so whether that's a front of pack label um, or another mechanism, we're looking into that at the moment. But it's a long journey. Um, but that is really where the the assistance is needed. Um, and, you know, I've got much obviously grander plans. You know, if that's sorted, you know, then I want to be able to eat additive free at a cafe or a restaurant or you know anywhere. You know, people that are gluten free have options when they go to a restaurant everything's denoted you know it's gluten-free or vegan but I have no idea what's in my food when I go to a restaurant so um 
you know, there's lots of plans to, um, you know, it, it's such a tricky field um, and it's a new field. So it's a lot of testing and trialling, you know, what models work and what don't work. But those are the types of things that uh, are in the works for the future. So if we can find a model that works, that's what I'll be working towards. That's awesome. That sounds just incredible. So if people are listening to this now and they're like, oh my goodness, I want to get in touch with Frankie, what's the best way for them to, to reach you and, um, and to work with you? Um, you can head to the website that's got a contact form on there. Um, otherwise, any of the social media channels, I'm pretty engaged on those. Um, and just send me a personal message. Sounds awesome. Now, before we let you go, Frankie, the final question that I ask all my guests is what is your personal opinion about the three sort of clean living gray areas, which are the most um, adored foods on the planet, which is coffee, alcohol, and chocolate? Mm. Um, so in terms of my personal opinions mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on whether I consume them, um, I'm not a coffee drinker and I never have been, so it's not an issue for me um, in terms of, you know, do I have it or do I don't? I just actually don't like the taste of it. Um, but obviously if you are a coffee drinker, then I'd be looking for organic options. Um, alcohol. Alcohol for me has always been a funny one. My, it doesn't agree with my system. Um, so it actually just makes me feel really sick a lot of the time. So naturally I don't drink a lot. Um, I will have the occasional drink or, you know, on a big night or something. But I will normally have like a clear spirit that seems to work best with my system. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if it's all the preservatives or other things. Um, in the wines or other drinks that just don't agree with me. Um, as for chocolate, I love chocolate. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> um, you know, obviously not choosing, you know, your typical supermarket brands. Um, it's, you know, organic chocolate that, so I actually buy it in bulk and we have it as chocolate chips and I bake with it, I cook with it, I throw it in lots of different things um again you know it's coming back to especially with the kids you know i don't want them to feel like they're missing out it's it's always highlighting to them that there's always a good option available most of the time um so you know i know a lot of people are very sugar focused um and you know not having sugar in their diet for me i'm more concerned about the artificial chemicals in our food and i'm happy to have some sugar in our diet and chocolate makes me happy. <laughs> <laughs> Show me a woman who doesn't like chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> so now, like, if that's my only vice. Exactly. Okay. You've got to have something. Absolutely. You knock your socks off with your chocolate chips, I reckon, Frankie. <laughs> now, I know that we are in the process of getting some primal alternative goodies to you. Have they arrived yet? They, they have already arrived Ooh. and they're delicious. What did you get? I had some of, I had the, um, is it no nut hemp bread? Yes. And um, the wraps as well. I haven't tried the wrap yet, but I had some of the bread yesterday and it was delicious. I had it toasted. Awesome. So good. What did you have on top of the toast? Butter. <laughs> is that allowed? <laughs> Um, oh yeah, I'm a big fan of butter. I don't know if that. I don't know if you guys. Do you guys? Do you have butter? Oh yeah, that's why we're There's paleo and not paleo alternative. Oh yeah, okay. <laughs> Here's a big, okay, okay, big deciding factor, <laughs> and I'm glad because I think the the paleo word is is very very um, black and white, whereas primal just seems to be a little bit yeah. more. Yeah, hey, work out what works best for you and have a good life that's, and have a bit of fun. <laughs> that's exactly. I don't identify with any particular you know, um, style of eating. It's just mm -hmm. what does work for my body and butter works really well. So that was delicious with butter on top. <laughs> awesome. And it's got that nice um, garlic in it as well, which, yeah, I think when you have the butter on, it's like that kind of got that garlic bread hit almost that, you know, when you, yeah, it is, it's just, yeah. Awesome. Well, I'm glad delicious. it made Thank it you. to you. You're so welcome. I'm glad it made it to you and I'm glad you like it. That's awesome. And it, I am really so honored to have, the primal alternative products on the additive kids 
um, anti-free kids marketplace. So definitely um, our readers go and check it out. And Frankie, thank you so much for your time today. It's been a real pleasure chatting to you. Lovely chatting with you too. Thanks for having me. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.